Good morning, family. Thank you for joining me today. It's the second Sunday of Easter. Easter is not just one day. It's a season of 50 days. Lent was 40 days plus Sundays. Easter is 50 days, including Sundays. And Easter takes us all the way to Pentecost. I hope you had a good week and that you're coping well, or as well as can be expected in this crisis and this isolation. These are anxious times. That's why many people feel anxiety. Is, is that you? Let me take a moment to say that you're allowed to be sad or blue or out of sorts during these days. You need to know that that's okay. It's not easy to live in uncertain times. And if you're struggling to be joyful, or if you find your faith lagging or lackluster, that's completely understood. We are living through difficult days. Please know that I'm praying for you during these unusual times. With God's help, we will get through this. Better days are ahead. That's more than positive thinking. Jesus Christ, the risen Lord, is our rock. He is our anchor. He is the bedrock of our faith, and he never changes. He never falters. He never fails. And I'm happy to announce to you today that God loves you and is walking through this pandemic with you. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Well, let me say, I can't wait for us to be reunited once again. Reunions are great, aren't they? I hope you think so, because today's gospel reading is about a reunion of sorts. Actually, two reunions. Let's remember where we are in the story of Jesus. Last Sunday was Easter Sunday, and we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus. Today is the second Sunday of Easter, and today we read John's account of Jesus appearing to his disciples. Let's read John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. Hear the word of the Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. 
Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The other day I heard the story about a small African-American community in the Deep South. During the days before the Civil Rights Movement, during election years, this small African-American community would rent a voting machine and the people would take turns going through the voting process. Now, they knew that their votes would not be counted, but they voted anyway. When asked by white folks why they did this every year, the people replied, we're practicing, just practicing. They were actively envisioning a day when they would experience a new reality, which in the present, they could only dream about. That's why Martin Luther King Jr. said, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. In reality, all of us practice our faith every day. As we live our lives, we live them based on what we believe about God, what we believe about who we are, why we are here, and what the future holds. What do you think the future holds? That's an interesting question during times like these, isn't it? What do you think the future holds? If you believe that God is good and that the future holds promise for a fulfilled life, then you generally work and play and live with positive expectations. But if you believe that the future will not be friendly and that God is not good, you generally function in fear. Now, in the gospel reading this morning, the disciples of Jesus were living in the aftermath of Jesus' death. Their faith was shaken by his loss. Their hopes and dreams were crushed by his crucifixion. How could they make meaning out of what had just happened to Jesus? What did their three years of life in ministry with Jesus even mean? How could the disciples imagine a friendly future? They lived in fear. Their leader was dead, and because of their relationship with him, they might be next. Then, all of a sudden, in the midst of their doubt and despair, in the middle of their fear and loneliness, Jesus appeared. They weren't alone after all. Jesus entered the room in which they were hiding. Do you need to hear that today in your isolation? Jesus appeared and talked with them. He showed them the nail prints in his hands and feet. But one of the disciples, a man named Thomas, was not present when Jesus first appeared. And when Thomas heard about it later, he was not convinced. It all seemed too impossible. It was too good to be true. Thomas needed proof. Well, a week later, Jesus came to them again. But this time, Thomas was present. And Jesus gave Thomas the proof that he sought, his nail-pierced hands 
and the wound in his side. Thomas saw, and he touched, and he believed. He declared, My Lord and my God. Jesus' life and death and resurrection are proof of God's love for the world. It's the evidence of life out of death and the assurance that things thought to be impossible can become reality. That's why Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen, but yet come to believe. That's you. And that's me. Blessed are those who dream of a better day or a better way without seeing it in the present. Blessed are those who face the hardships of life with God-given confidence. Blessed are those who hear disheartening facts yet faithfully trust the one who is truth. Blessed are those who have not seen but yet come to believe. Believing is seeing. And it's difficult sometimes. But if you can believe, then you can see. And if you can believe, then, according to Jesus, you are blessed. Let's pray. Blessed are you, O God of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we receive the legacy of a living hope born again not only from his death, but also from his resurrection. May we who have received forgiveness of sins through the Holy Spirit live to set others free until at length we enter the inheritance that is imperishable and unfading, where Christ lives and reigns with you and the same Spirit. Receive these prayers, O God, and transform us through them that we may have eyes to see and hearts to understand not only what you do on our behalf, but what you call us to do so that your realm will come to fruition in glory. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks again for joining me. Don't forget, during this pandemic time, if you live in the Newark area, join us for drive through Holy Communion every Sunday as weather and health permit, 11 a.m. to noon. Hey, we're going to get through this. Don't let this pandemic rob you of your joy. With Jesus, we always, always, always have hope because God loves you no matter what. Now receive these words of benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Amen.